So the what we call meditation is um, kind of a Western notion. Um, generally means kind of fixing your mind on a particular object or theme and that can be part of the whole support system but the Buddha talked about cultivation which is a much wider and perhaps more um, uh, mm, what needs to be cultivated a certain open question there isn't there and we don't what we need to cultivate what needs to be cultivated what needs to develop what need, what's needed you could say it's, it's really that what's needed using this uh, very basic resource we have of mind which includes heart a certain sense of discernment also a sense of uh, receptivity, sensitivity, and even backing that up with this uh, experience of bodily energy, which acts as a stabilizing, grounding presence. Mm. And all these three can link up. Mm. That's important. And when they do, this is what we call collectedness or the path of. Samadhi, I don't even like to use the word concentration because it sets up the wrong idea, but gathering together, collecting. And then rather like you're getting some different bits and pieces, elements and rough materials, and you just bind them together, melt them down. You've got something that's workable. And you can draw what you need from that. The Buddha sometimes used the image of a someone smelting gold out of ore it's rough stuff you heat it you don't overheat it you heat it enough you skim off the dross what's unnecessary then you put water on it to clear out to cause the scum to crystallize you can then draw it off then you just sit back and contemplate it then when it's properly refined you can make whatever you like you know jewelry whatever you need so that melting down mm. Mm. And, the bi- and the combining yeah. so we have our thinking mind our sensitive hearts and we also have this body which has this kind of um, regenerative energy it keeps breathing this in, breathing this out it's there you don't have to do anything about it acts as a basic resource of vitality. I suggest that often what we really need and perhaps um, don't necessarily associate with meditation is replenishment. You know, we may think of concentration and mindfulness, yeah, attention, stillness, calm, but oh, what about replenishment, refreshment? because it seems a huge amount of energy is extended not just physically but mentally thinking, planning, remembering doing this, doing that, calculating and even more that, so that takes energy just 
the kind of stuff that people figure out, work on in a day. One also notices the emotional energy, just what it takes to receive distressing impact. It takes emotional energy to receive shock, grief, you know, chaos, which is plenty of. And that saps you. Doesn't doesn't brighten you up, does it? <laughs> I mean, don't do anything, but just even just being in a toxic environment, you know, drains your energy because it's not replenishing you. You don't get replenished by news of war and tragedy and chaos and mess ups, which is what we get. Well, the chaos of the working life, you know, it drains you. So you don't want to make meditation necessarily cultivation a big work project. Yes, there's things to be done. But think of that planting and shielding, just like we plant a tree. Planting, shielding, then just give it time and keep sending warm energy towards that. Nourishing it. So let's add some actual pragmatic detail. Taking up our meditation position and uh, use sitting position, standing also, walking. But now we're sitting and uh, you sit in a way which means allows as much muscle to relax as possible while holding the upright position. So you want to bring the body in, just use the muscles of the back to bring the body into balanced upright state whereby you can relax your chest, your arms, hands and your face particularly the face around the eyes, the mouth sides of the head Because of the uh, interactions between the, uh, you know, our emotions and our attitudes and our impulses, always send a do-it charge through the body. And the body receives that signal, see, get a bit speedy, a bit buzzy. Really get a little do it, do it, do it happening in your mind. Or things are going wrong, 
got to do something. So you get this, this do it signal. The body receives that. And it has an effect. Not so much on the power muscles, but on the muscles associated with expression, the face, the throat, the fingers, tone, skin tone. And instead, give yourself a sense there's nothing to do, but you can sit in a warm space and take it in. And that's important. And to actualize that, you can view you soften your muscle tone in your body you can feel the bones holding you up rest on your bones and skin feel the skin the skin can sense around it there's nothing pressure no pressure here there's no nothing jumping in here nothing scratching or scrubbing or pushing here. The skin can sense that. How does that feel? We feel we're actually truly, really, in our presence. We're in a pretty comfortable space. make that not just an idea but actual, actualized and to really change this idea or a theme into an actuality I suggest you linger with that perception seeing a comfortable space and allow three or more long breaths to move through you. More if you like. As many as you want.
Because the breathing carries that signal deep, deeply. into the heart Mostly the rhythm and the unforced natural quality of it. So this isn't too like an intense scrutiny, it's just a, something softly fanning tide. And the theme is the connection. It's the only way things can really uh, replenish is getting nourishing energy has to stay has to stay connected to it. So obviously, once we start to relax, then stuff pops up. Probably things have impacted us. Negative things have impacted us. Right. So we start into the stories, and just as you feel those negative impacts, those thoughts, those stories kind of bubbling up, just uh, it's okay. You're letting it steam off. It's okay. But do let it steam off. As you keep your energy contained by that sign, that steady, simple, natural sign, breathing in, breathing out. So energy stays with that. So the energy we get the negativity or the grumble starts chittering and jumping, it's just 
Don't connect to the energy. Let the thought move on, but leave, don't let it take your energy out so it steams off. In, you know, so you're regaining the energy that would be used up by afflictive thinking. Not denying there are things that are upsetting and disturbing and so forth. But we don't let them drain us and mess us up. So it can be domestic, past, present, trivial, repeated, global. We need all the strength we can get to keep going in this world. We don't want to be bled by useless thinking. The other major uh, drainage is when we just dribble away into random thinking or fantasizing, you know, kind of like just leaking. (laughs) Speculative thought, dreaming about this, that, and the other. It's leaking. (laughs) So without getting uh, moralizing or uptight about it, just, oh, you know, like something precious here, this occasion. Something really quite beautiful and enriching right here. Just that, you know, gradual, where the energy gradually brightens as you find your balance. And happy.
you find these forces still have such compelling power to them, just have you let your eyes be half open. It does help. You know, let your eyes be half open and just gazing at nothing. It's no focus, just the fact of the eyes being open does tend to diminish the power of the thinking mind. And feel what's happening in your body. Still balanced, still in that poised state. Anything tightening up, shoulders, face. So just like someone who is um, you know, melting something or cooking something, you've got these various ingredients and also a sense of timing. It's cooking enough, it's cooking enough, just let it be there. You know? Or a little bit more of this is needed, or ease off that. You know? mm. 
So maybe we just need to be a little more contained, focused, sharpening up, more vigilant over where our mind energies are going. Maybe that's the case, or maybe not. Maybe it's time to, to, if your breathing feels comfortable and you're enjoying that, maybe it's time to just stay with that and let that follow that theme. Or perhaps it's the sense of space and simplicity that that you're finding yourself attracted to or... Well, something also very beautiful, just about listening quality, the awareness itself, just receptive, without reacting. These are beautiful signs. So you pick up the sign that your heart at this time, your chitta, finds, yeah, that's that's the flavour. Let's, let's, let's stay with this for a while. This is helping to reduce the stress. Yes, things are gathering around this. Let's stay with this. Vigilant, knowing when's the time to something else may be needed or something may need to be removed, released, getting in the way. So that's the quality of vigilance. Just keep your eye on the pot. Don't let the milk boil over.
the onlooking or the onlooking function. So using the image of the goldsmith person cooking things in a crucible and they're studying it. Mm. A little bit of this, skim that off, let that sit for a while. Onlooking, it's a sympathetic what's needed, what's helpful. Now it's not agitated and it's not frantically whipping everything up. Maybe nothing's needed. Just stay steady with that. But using that function, or really relating to that function, because it does help just to lift, lift your attention from the pot, you know, from what all the stuff that's moving and doing, or not, without dropping it, just stepping back from the whole blend of experience. Just that stepping back itself, opening. Maybe that's what's needed, just to ask what's needed without having a reply. Just moving into that sympathetic overview and that sense of something's got room to move. You know? allows for realization to come to us because of that gesture we're not actually trying to make anything out of anything nor are we looking somewhere else we're just opening the space around what we're doing or what's happening oh it's this and you can begin to recognize perhaps as unconscious drives and pressures that one happening that you don't even really recognize. Mm. You know, is this about sitting still? No, you can move. Nobody said you had to sit still. I mean, that's, yeah, but little adjustments. You don't have to sit with your eyes closed, nobody said that. Oh, very often the kind of sense I should be experiencing something I'm not experiencing. I should be having joy and rapture right now. (laughs) Or I'm experiencing something I shouldn't be experiencing. Feeling agitated and bored or something like that. No, that's 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 not the case. There's no compulsion in this. We're just creating these no no pressure zones in our lives. A lot of the time, yeah, these, these have some validity to them, these attitudes. 
But we need to always take a break from it. You know, everything you use can't use compulsively without abating gets stiff and habitual. That's a revealing. Reviewing. Can I be with it as it is? Actualize that. This is the opening of trust and faith.
and cultivation. Here we are getting to the dynamics beneath our normal sense consciousness. It's out there, future, tomorrow, him, her, that, this stuff. The dynamics, what's happening in the heart, in the psyche, you know, stress, calm, heat, pressure, coolness, agitation, the cleaning, cleaning out the system, letting it discharge. So we can return to that sense consciousness, perhaps with a change of basis. Start, we're not expecting that this is going to, the sense world is going to provide us with these qualities, these qualities are engendered in the depth. What we can do is curtail the running out into the sense world, thought, sight. We can curtail it or moderate that. So it's purposeful rather than compulsive. So let's take some time getting with the easiest sense base is just the sense of the body sitting here. Has no future to it, no past, no people, it's just the Earth, heat, warmth. Mm. Feeling the structures, skeleton, bones, tissues, animated creature. Keeping it uh, steady, letting it be what it is. Move to the auditory, listening, we hear the silences and the spaciousness of listening. Really careful with the eyes, so we keep them on that uh, soft focus. Light comes in. Forms arise, colours. Don't be in a hurry to figure things out.
and let the mind, the thinking mind, recollect where you've been, what's useful, what's worth making determination about, what's have, what have we you learnt, what have you been able to put aside, what seems right, what seems useless, recollecting. So feel free to move a little bit, wriggle, get comfortable. This adds a few notes to that. Stretch your legs if you feel like it. Although naturally we, with meditation learning to calm thought, quiet it, but certainly thought can capture or help you to realign. So you assessing and discern what's skillful and unskillful, what's useful, what's not useful. Not just the what but how how we go around doing anything. It's going to be jumping to conclusions, getting hasty, or is it going to be keeping ourselves sensitive, responsive, check out how it's going, be prepared to shift and adjust. How have you, how have you been cultivating? How, what's been useful in your cultivation? Yeah, you know, you're beginning to learn some skills there in handling the fundamental operating system that we use. So you try and take some of those skills, those understandings, particularly into the way you think. Mm. Notice, say, when we're cultivating this, we're not really aiming at conclusions, things begin to shape up by themselves. If you start to keep doing the right things or you learn the appropriate things, let's not get too fundamentalist about it, but the appropriate, helpful things at this time, appropriate attitudes, energies, moderations, things start to come together. It's always kind of interesting because it's never exactly a straight line. It's not black-white, it's not do this, get that. It's always shifts in a better direction. And a lot of it's about learning to discard. Oh, oh that, was a, that was a dead end. Oh, that one. No, forget that. Oh, that wasn't, that was just useless. Drop that. That was too fast. Or things that we were just carrying, like I assumed I had to be good at something. Or everyone had to do it, or it's come you know, some programming we were going into to get myself to be 
good at something, no. You know, you'll be as good as you can be. If you put the right things in, you'll, you'll turn out as good as you can be. If you put the good things in, you know, the beauty of it is that that can be different shapes and colours and sizes for different people. And that makes it kind of beautiful and interesting. And we're all different. Yeah. So really respecting, trusting the process. You're putting good in. Good is a simple term. Yeah. Just good, good heart. Yeah. And uh, patience and openness, harmony with the process. We're human beings, not machines. Really learning the the uh, what it takes to be harmonious. When one's body's in pain, when you're tired, when you're strained, you're really upset, you can't start you know, getting the mind to jump through hoops and do special things if you're tired or groggy or you can't deal with the reality of where you're at and where it's at. And that's the beauty of the Dhamma practice is always directly applying to where you're at. And that's how you learn a whole range of skills. How to support, how to firm up, how to be steady, how to warm, how to be patient. So we don't look for fixed models, fixed conclusions, fixed strategies cooking mm. this keeps you fresh and clear and also connected to what you, you, you know what I say you know so often the unfortunate paradigm could be you know I'm I'm me and I've got to make things out there op- work in a certain way. I'm me, I've got to make people another way. I'm me, I've got to make that happen. No. (laughs) Uh, Not really. (laughs) What does that attitude do to you? Yeah, tight, dominating, anxious. Living in harmony with conditions and adjusting and sending goodwill into them, you know, sending a careful energy. Goodwill could be a number of things. It could be just, uh, you know, speaking the truth at the right time without blaming or judging. But so it's very much this interactive sensitivity the learning here in your own domain how to operate with a painful body. 
you know. Always got this kind of classical model of meditator. They're always sitting kind of upright, full lotus, serene smile on their face. Yeah, that's what they say. That's what the brochures have. You know, we're sitting there, they're kind of just blissing out. It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a terrible model. Generally, you're squirming with something going on that's getting up your nose or bothering you, or your knees are jabbing, or you're grumbling away, you know. Just that realism to it. From brochures and ideals. Because there's a deep truth in that, you see how, you know, this is what leads, this, strangely enough, is one of the sources of where we go, where things go really wrong, you know, we get this idea right and wrong, become very fixated, and then the violence starts, and non-harmony. I'm right, you're wrong. This is the right way, that's the wrong way. Not, well, you know, let's see how it goes, and how is it going to be harmonious? With the differences, with the uncomfortable, with the definitely unpleasant. Hmm? Without getting angry and upset and resentful about it all. Where does non-violence begin? Where does violence begin? You know, it's a, it's a very, very sad scenario, isn't it? You know, the, the gifts that human beings have, nothing, no other creature, no other creature has the moral capacity of a human being the refinement, sensitivity, moral sensitivity of human being, nothing has that. Our ability for conscience and concern, value and respect, have possibility for that. Nothing, no other creature has that. No other creature has the capacity to just sheerly love in a practical way, to heal, to nurse, to look after, to support, to cooperate the medical, the psychological, the healing capacities. No other creature does that, that capacity. No other creature has the capacity for discernment, refinement. No other creature, and no other creature does as much violence, cruelty, and deceit as a human being. Where does it begin? Where does it all go wrong? Why are we always at war? Always at war somewhere. It doesn't stop, does it? It just moves around. Domestic war, social war, you know, conflict between people, conflict between countries, races, religions. Where does it all go wrong? We produce 
domineering energies. We produce powerful directive muscle and we lose heart, harmonious capacity. And we do it to ourselves. No other creature has breakdowns like we do. Wolves don't have nervous breakdowns. Toads don't get depressed. (laughs) Amoebas don't have anxiety attacks. Rabbits don't kill themselves. What's gone wrong? (laughs) The simple law of cause and effect. If you you cook the wrong food, you poison yourself. You poison everybody else, you poison yourself. And we've got the tremendous capacity for karma. No other creature has the capacity we have for karma. I mean, we got this capacity, and we got, and we can send that in totally wrong way, and it bounces back. That's the thing, you know. You fling it out at somebody else or some other creature, and you become the violator, and then you do it to yourself. Karma creates an action. Also creates an actor. The actor becomes me. Yeah. The critical, the blaming, the intolerant, the judgmental, the dominator, the fright yeah, becomes me. So we poison ourselves, we poison the world. So this is draining that. So you'd start to lift off the sense of cause and effect. I've got to do, I've got to get, I've got to make, got to get, got to, no. You've got to, got to cultivate beautifully, harmoniously with what's happening. Get that really established. You know? Breathe, you can breathe through. You can hold space around you fear and agitation and sourness. It's okay. And it's that space that allows these emotional energies to drain. You know, we may imagine, oh, I've got to fix myself, cure myself, be a better person, put some more ointment on my wounds and so forth. In terms of heart, not really. Maybe. Most important thing is that there's psychological space of non-reaction and non-turning away. This is where true compassion arises and heartfulness in that space. And there's a healing that occurs. And then when you begin to sense that, you know the capacity for what it takes to heal others, to refrain from the justified revenge, to refrain from the witty put down, to refrain from the blaming, 
the space. Okay, that's uncomfortable. Let's not make it worse. This is the end of violence. When violence ends, it's natural. Non-violence, loving-kindness naturally grows. And it can cover everything. Forgiveness. Uh, settling of dispute. Those can follow by themselves quite naturally. If we follow that up. This is where you cook the food. This is where you cook the right energy and you learn the skills. So then, you know, this is what meditation or cultivation uh, and bring it out, come back, then you can get the good results. You become the harmonizer, the one of no fixed position. You become that, that spaciousness, that comfortable. That's your treasure and your blessing. So often these few words for your reflection and I hope this uh, session has been uh, been something useful and agreeable for you.